Welcome to the Tech Study Hall podcast with your host, my dad, Dr. Rich Smith. Let's get started! Thanks, Finn, and welcome to episode 204 of the Tech Study Hall podcast, where you can go to explore all about 21st century learning and ed tech integration in a safe space in hopes to take steps forward in your tech independence. My name is Rich, and I appreciate you listening as we go on this learning and ed tech journey together as friends and colleagues. Today, we're going to talk about some alternatives to research when it comes to using Google tools for research projects. We're going to share a few of my favorite tips um, as we talk about our Tech the Halls episode. Uh, which I'm calling a few of my favorite Google tools for research. I hope it helps bring some alternative ideas to reach our learners. But first, just as a reminder for our first-time listeners, our goal with Tech Study Hall is to inspire educators to explore new ways to use technology as a way to accent their lessons while using 21st century learning strategies to keep our students engaged. Now, whether that's using technology or not, the way our learners obtain knowledge is different from what we experienced in school, But the one thing that hasn't changed is the importance of relating our learning experience to a world that makes sense for them. Today's objective. As we mentioned at the end of season one, we not only focus on technology here at Tech Study Hall, but learning with technology that's available today. And that is so important to remember as we begin a new season. Um, Technology alone is not the answer to education today. It really isn't. You know, we've seen that with the onslaught of distance learning and and what some of the teachers had to go through, um, and some of which really, quite frankly, weren't prepared to take that on as a way to accent lessons. And and, and instead, they relied on that technology to kind of push the lesson out to the student. But what we found out was really important through all of that is that as we begin to explore this technology that's available today, it's how we use the technology to blend the best of our lessons that makes the difference in meeting our students where they learn. In the last episode of season one, we talked about observing when a student is ready to learn, when they're at peak optimal readiness to take on something new. Now, we got to keep things fresh for today's learners, and it's important because they want strategies to further how to learn. And again, it's not so much about what they learn as far as their learning goes, but how to apply those skills for later learning opportunities. We need to focus on the how Because even with tech tools, students can figure out ways to manipulate any system, right? Um, If if we're grade-driven and and don't focus so much on how that skill relates to practice. But really, the reason why we need to focus on how tech tools can be helpful for us is that with Google at their fingertips, um, things like executive function, such as resourcefulness and soft skills, or what they used to call soft skills, organization, project organization, uh, research, are all what the employers are looking for in today's society. I spent some time as a professional development uh, and, and training in the workforce, and I can tell you that that stuff that you learn can come into play. You can learn that over time. You know, as you become focused on the objective of your job, that stuff that you learn falls into place. But what really most of the trainees had to struggle with was taking what tools were available and applying it to that stuff. They need to know how those tools became relevant to them in taking the stuff and molding it into a work practice. And I'm saying all of this to say that we need to do the same thing for our students when it comes to researching projects. Now, when I was in school, when we said it was a research project, they would have us bring in those three by five index cards and we would make paper outlines. And I even remembering handwriting my first report on dolphins. 
And again, all that stuff that we've learned along the way is is very important. And and today I know that there are teachers that still require index cards or paper outlines. Um, and, you know, we blow through papers and pens and oh, we even break out the highlighters. That was all tech back then. And eventually we moved to typewriters and computers for processing work. It was our option, right, um, to do those things. But today's learners have so much more at their disposal. And I feel that if we're going to meet the students where they're at and take care of those needs, then we need to also explore alternative ways for students to collect data. You know, maybe some of them still like using that paper and pencil and highlighter. That's perfectly fine. But are we giving our students the options in the ways that they wish to curate their data? Because maybe the index cards and the paper works for some students, but maybe some of them would prefer more soft copy ways to curate that data. And so today's episode, we're going to explore some of my favorite go-to opportunities when it comes to using Google Workspace for education. Time for the lesson. All right, so let's jump in and just talk about uh, some of these great ways. And I actually have a Tech the Hall present for you as part of this lesson today, and we'll get into that in just a little bit. Um, but first, uh, I think it's important for us to know some of our options for researching. You know, if your school still has a library or has a robust uh, database in which you can look up resources, uh, become familiar with those resources that are available to you in your school to complete your research project. Check out your media specialist or your librarians and um, teachers. If you're out there, I know that I've done this for other teachers as well. You know, collaborate with them and really maybe take a whole class session and invite them into your lesson so that you can show them how to do uh, research online or how to use the resources that are available in your media center or your library so that the students become better acquainted and some of the teachers as well on how to really pull some of that research and that data um, to make it effective for the project in hand. So if you have those databases available, for example, in Ohio, the most popular one for us is InfoHio. Uh, you can learn how to log in and navigate to streamline searches and get more resources to you. Now, once I start doing that research, uh, and of course, you've got Google Scholar, you've got InfoHio, you've got all kinds of research databases out there to pull your information. Um, but when, what do you do with it all? You know, back in the day, what we would do is we'd take our index cards and we would write down the resource and, um, you know, maybe our citation information. And then we would go through and pull out the key points from those uh, research papers and from those articles so that we can um, then begin building our argument, right? or our um, supported theories when we're going through um, our research projects. And you can do that too. You can still do that with uh, your digital index cards. But what I love to use for mine is Google Keep. Now, Google Keep is part of the Workspace for Education uh, suite. And uh, it's a great, I kind of call it like a digital post-it note, if you will. Um, it's very interactive within the Google realm as well. So you can actually pull in your Keep notes from Docs and you can pull it into Gmail um, on the right-hand side of Docs and Gmail so that you have access to all of those notes and lists, etc. So you can pull your notes right into your outline. Um, you can look at your citation styles, and you can copy them and paste them as well. Um, it'll save you some time and work, so you can always just click on that little light bulb with the square. That's what that the, It's a little light bulb with, in a yellow square on the right-hand side of your Google Doc or inside of Gmail, and you can pull up your to-do lists. Again, you can pull up your research articles, all right there as you're writing. You can even add links to the PDFs inside of your um, Google Keep, and you have your access to the article online for quick referencing in case you need it. 
You can share your research with your group or colleagues if it's a group project so that you guys can work on it together. You can separate your notes by topics or writing um, or using headings so that you can reference those notes quickly in, in, in docs. So it's really, it's a nice way of, of keeping. It's again, why they call it keep. Um, I call it like the trapper keeper of Google, right? And you can kind of collect all of your thoughts right inside of that particular workspace um, app. Okay, so the other thing I will tell you is Google Keep is very mobile friendly as well. Um, so anything you type inside your phone, um, you, it syncs immediately to the Google Keep website. So it's good if you're taking your studying on the go. You can actually put in some notes. Again, share those with some colleagues. You can dress it up. You can make to-do lists, whatever you want to do. But one of the things that I found kind of cool was uh, one of my friends, uh, Casey Reason, and I were talking about, um, you know, some of the times that we might get good ideas for writing. And, and for me, it's always whether I'm in the shower or if I'm in my car driving, neither of which are great ideal times to be typing things out or be, to be taking notes. And um, with Google Keep, it's kind of cool because there's a voice note feature that will sync up to your Google Notes and, and in Google Keep, and you can capture your writing ideas when you can't type it in or you can start a voice thread and then play it back when you're able to type it out. And then uh, again, it's a kind of a way to dictate some of those things that are just kind of flowing uh, for you in those times where your mind's clear and you can actually begin to think. I don't know if you're, I, I think that's probably why those come to me because right when you're, when you're washing up and getting ready for the day. And so you're really not focused on the million things that you're tasked with. Uh, same thing with driving, focusing on the road. But, um, but that's when my ideas come to me because I'm focusing on that one thing. And of course, then all the things that I want to be thinking about start flooding into my head and uh, I have no way of capturing that. So Casey, thank you for that, um, that tip. It really has been helpful for me in trying to get some of my thoughts done in writing. So again, Google Keep is a great way, either mobile or within uh, your typing, if you're on a laptop or Chromebook or whatever the case may be collecting your research, um, typing out the different references and citations that you might need to go along with that so that you can pull that information directly into your Google Doc as you're typing your paper. Now, um, I mentioned using note cards or Google Keep as another way, but if you're a teacher and you're like, you know what, I just like that traditional feel for my research project. I want the kids to experience what it's like to type on those index cards. Um, I've made a template for you. And, and that's going to be my, my Christmas gift, my holiday gift to you, is to give you that template that kind of gives you that traditional uh, index card feel, um, but yet still be able to provide that soft um, software opportunity for the students to type if that's something that's more in their wheelhouse, if they don't want to write things out physically all the time. So you'll want to check the show notes for that. I've got a bit.ly link that I'll be sharing with you as well. But, you know, if you like the traditional feel of your research project and you want to do index cards digitally, I've created that slideshow template for you that you can make a copy of the minute you click on that link and make it available for your students. I have a different color for each slide so that you can have your students make copies of those and then they can use those if they want to group in their categories of research. So there's like, I think there's like four or five different colors that I've put in there. Um, you can type out the information that it's required for the card submission, and then you can add it to your Google Classroom and make a copy for each student. And this is particularly helpful to offer this, again, as an option for students who maybe their fine motor is not strong enough to do a lot of writing intensively. Um, it might be a lot of work for them physically. So it doesn't have to be physical or a digital thing. It's great to offer your students some options when they're learning and, uh, if, you know, when they're going to go be when they're going to be completing <laughs> these topics to give them some voice and choice in their learning process. So again, I'm going to offer this link to you now. I put this link in the template um, for, and I put this link for the template in the show notes 
for you. So if you want, if you're interested, you can go to https colon forward slash forward slash bit bit dot ly forward slash tsh index card all one word tsh index card um you can also go to the show notes we'll be putting that link in there as well if that's something you want for your treasure trove that's my gift to you uh this holiday season so merry techmas to all of you guys that's your your gift from me in this tech the hall uh episode of tech study hall um and so i hope that helps you so we've talked about a couple different ways today um in which you can physically still have them write some note cards out. That's totally fine. If you want to give some voice and choice to them in the way they do their research, Google Keep is a phenomenal way in which to uh, give them the opportunity to type it out, store it up, and, and quickly pull things into their outline or their research paper. Um, of course, you will, if you still want them to have that traditional feel, the index card separation of task, I've got that bit.ly link for you for your tech study hall index cards for the Google slides as well. So again, I put that link for the template in the show notes for whoever might want to be interested in giving some voice and choice in the way they do their research. So again, you can use traditional index cards. You can use um, the Google keep. So they have the option to pull that stuff directly into their outlines or the research paper, or you can use that bit.ly link uh, for TSH index card um, to have a digital copy of my Google slide template. Again, my, my, gift to you this techmas um i hope you um take advantage of that gift and offer your students the ultimate gift of voice and choice in their learning it's time to wrap it up i really hope that you enjoyed this uh, abbreviated uh, episode um and again it's our tech the halls episode for this year and i really do hope that you guys get a chance to, to just kind of regroup this season i kept the episode small on purpose because maybe you just want to do a quick check-in or maybe try and throw out a tech idea that I can offer you guys as we try to take this time, this this holiday break, you know, um, to just kind of recharge our batteries a little bit. That's important for us. But again, you know, sometimes we like to keep the, the wheels moving because inherently that's our nature as teachers, right? That we're always thinking about what we can do to improve. At least I've always found that those teachers who are always forward-thinking or always trying to think of that next thing to try and capture that student's attention – those are the ones who really take, yes, they take that time. Every teacher should take time to recharge, rejuvenate, to get those batteries going. It's never been more important, I think, than this year because of the last two years to take some time to charge those batteries. But again, I put out this episode during the break um, because I think that inherently we're always trying to do what's best for our students. So if you think that giving them some voice and choice, if, if this template can help you, please do so. Um, reach out to me. Let me know how it's working for you. If it's not working at all, I'll give you all my information here in just a little bit. But um, really, but take some time for you. really hope that you and your loved ones and friends all just take some time to recharge. And I uh, ha- hope you guys had a very um, happy Hanukkah, um, that you are going to have a very Merry Christmas or a very happy Kwanzaa, whatever it is that um, you are celebrating as a holiday season for these next couple of weeks. And just take some time for you. Make that the gift of time. It doesn't cost you anything to stop, take a break, take a breather, do some, do some time for you. Do something fun for you. Um, and that, and that's, again, um, just my blessing to you this holiday season is that you guys take some time for you. And then, of course, as we move into um, 2022, that uh, you have a very happy, blessed, and, of course, healthy 2022 as we head into this new year together. So um, really take care of each other. Um, take care of yourself. And, of course, um, take care of your students as well because, you know, they, they really need us now more than ever. 
If you would like to talk about what makes your classroom work, what 21st century strategies work for you, and or how you really good teaching to practice in today's modalities, I'd love to hear from you on the show. Let's keep that conversation going. Please feel free to reach out to me via Twitter at DrSmith underscore EdTech or via email at rmstechspot at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Rich here reminding you to give tech a try. Any small step forward is still part of the greater journey of learning. This has been Tech Study Hall. Class is adjourned. Be well, everyone. Music and sound effects used during Tech Study Hall is provided royalty-free under the use and mention license from hooksounds.com. Other music and sound effects are courtesy of bensound.com and incomtech.com. For more information about how you can be a part of Tech Study Hall, contact Rich at rmstechspot at gmail.com or visit www.techstudyhall.org for follow-up information, research, or contact options. 